0: If you desire to walk in alignment with your purpose, to live a life of joy, abundance, and fulfillment, you've come to the right place. This is Sarah Locke, and welcome to Purpose Unlocked. Hello everyone, today I wanna talk about something that's really important to both Mark and I, and that is financial security. We know that between 60 and 65% Of all Americans are actually living paycheck to paycheck. And a lot of people think that, you know, if I made more money, then that wouldn't be the case. But that's actually not true because we also know that over 40% of people that make six figures are also living paycheck to paycheck. So it has to do with budgeting and um, lifestyle creep and a lot of those things that we need to make sure that we have control over. So if we are to get control of our finances, we're going to live a much more peaceful, fulfilled life. We'll have control of our our time and our security, and it won't be something that we're worrying about all the time. So uh, I want to give my legal caveat first to say that while Mark does have his undergraduate degree in finance and is getting his MBA currently, and I got my MBA in 2020, We are not certified financial advisors, so this isn't financial advice. It is just our best practices and things that we would suggest our best friends or family do if they wanted to get control of their finances in 2024 and make financial security a major goal. So, Mark, if you were to tell someone uh, what is like the very basic first step to getting control of your finances, figuring out what they look like and making that a goal for 2024?
1: Yeah, so the very first step I recommend to everyone to get control of their finances is have a budget, right? Uh, Track where your money goes. When you're able to manage where your money is going and seeing what is going on in terms of your bank accounts or savings accounts, you'll be able to get out of that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle. So for instance, uh, if you keep a spreadsheet in terms of um, where your bills are coming from, how you're spending money on food, on uh, different things like car repairs, home repairs and so forth, you're able to be able to see and know where you need to scale back to save money in the long run. So think about it, cutting out, Starbucks coffees five days a uh, five days a week, maybe limiting that to two days a week, or uh, cut some of those streaming services will really make an impact in terms of being able to track your spending.
0: So, I want to touch on one of the things that you mentioned, which not only setting a budget but also tracking that budget and where you're spending your money. I think that so much of the time we we say, okay, well, we're going to spend this much on groceries and this much on gas. And we understand uh, where we want our money to be going and where the intention is, but we don't necessarily look back and say, okay, where did we really spend money this year? And what did that look like? And that was something that helped us a lot this past year was just tracking to make sure where we're spending our money. So that this year, when we had to have hard conversations about budget, because I was laid off, We were able to look back and say, okay, well, we actually spent this much, this much went to groceries, and we were able to actually have what could have been a really difficult conversation be a comforting conversation because we were able to see that we were making good financial choices and we were sticking to the budget.
1: Yeah, and uh, another thing uh, with budgets that are great where you can plan for certain expenses like the, those big purchases that you have to make right so what if you have it uh in your budget where you, you want to plan for that big car repair so you would want to put in your budget uh saving about maybe twenty dollars a month thirty dollars a month let that twenty dollars thirty dollars you don't spend on that car repair that month go into a savings account in a savings bucket where uh, you will have that money prepared to pay for those major expenses that might come up. So I think that's a, a good trick I, I love to use but budget budgeted.
0: I think that's a great rule, too, because if you're budgeting according to the perfect world and according to where you're going to be spending things like, you know, groceries, gas, electric rent, and you don't account for the things that are going to pop up, like you said, a car repair or a major appliance going out and things that wind up being really expensive that we don't plan for. So it's good to have that kind of rainy day fund that you know you're going to use eventually for some of the crazy things that happen in life. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so let's say that, you know, you you budgeted, you had these big expenses that came up, maybe you didn't budget for them. You find yourself in a a situation where you might have had to put that expense on a credit card. How would you tackle paying down debt, and what does that look like in terms of budgeting and planning?
1: Yeah, so people like to tackle debt in different ways, and my and I when I when you think about it, right? Uh, people have major things like those big credit card bills. Uh, the average uh, American ho- household, as a credit card. Uh, credit card debt is over $6,000 or a car purchase that they've had recently and that's usually ranges a little over $23,000 on average. So those come with interest rates and you have to deal with those interest rates and making sure that you're paying that off um, in a good amount of time, right? So how do you do this? Well, uh, people do either the debt avalanche method or the debt snowball method.
0: Okay. And so debt avalanche and debt snowball. If you weren't into finance and didn't go to school for that, uh, you might not know those terms. So I haven't heard those before. So would you mind giving just a quick rundown of what those two terms mean?
1: Yeah. So the debt avalanche method is personally my favorite method is where you're paying off a balance with the, the highest interest rate. So for instance, if you have a credit card of $6,000 credit, uh, $6,000 balance on a credit card, well, the interest rate might be up to $150 a month. So what you want to do is tackle that credit card balance first and pay the minimum on every Uh, single other debt that you have um, going there until that credit card balance is paid off. And then you kind of uh, avalanche down uh, to the next highest interest rate um, and, and kind of go forward from there. So that's saving you a lot of money in the long run because you are not paying as much interest on that debt. Now with the debt snowball method, this is a different way to do this is where you are paying... Basically, the lowest balance first. So you're not you're not thinking about it from an interest rate standpoint. You just want to quickly uh, pay off that the lowest balance to snowball down into until you pay off the highest balance uh, on your debt. So that quickly that is a good way to help you to gain financial um, control overall in terms of. Uh, making sure that uh, debt is being knocked out um, one by one until you uh, reach the, the the end of the journey.
0: So it sounds to me like the avalanche method is probably the most fiscally responsible because you're paying off the highest interest. You don't want to be paying that extra $150 a month that's going to the bank, not to anything fun that you get to spend it on. And the snowball method is more so for someone that gets moving based off of momentum so you're you're paying off the smallest balance first so you get the accomplishment of yes this one's done off to the side and then you keep going yep okay which method would you prefer and then why would you go with that
1: yeah like i said my my personal favorite is the debt avalanche method why because you're paying less interest over time right if you're paying uh 30 percent interest on a credit card (laughs) yeah. <laughs> that, that gets really that gets to be a big number in terms of interest that you're paying versus the balance and uh overall i think that's the way to do it personally uh but uh, people if you if you feel like you need to have that sense of accomplishment and knocking out those smaller balances first and kind of snowballing that method there's a lot of people like that as well so i i, I definitely can't knock it
0: okay so a lot of people, I think, get into debt using credit cards. so people think that credit cards and the banks attached to them are innately evil. Do you <laughs> and you're laughing, but uh, some people really think that you know they can't trust themselves with credit cards or they shouldn't have them until they're much older. what What are your feelings about credit cards using them, how to use them responsibly, and what the benefits are?
1: Hey, and you said it, it's all about responsibility, right? If you don't trust yourself uh, with the credit cards, I don't think you should be using uh, a credit card. I've had people in my family uh, who are, I wouldn't say trustworthy with credit cards. So I would not recommend them uh, really having credit cards and more so stick to like that debit card approach or uh, certain other budgetary restrictions that they need to do so to make sure that they're not, they're not spending money. But if you are a responsible person and you pay off your bills on time, I say get a credit card. Uh, There's a lot of benefits with having credit cards. One, you're building credit. Uh, That's one one of the biggest things I can say. Get a credit card so you can build credit and when you have great credit you get the best rates for car loans, house loans, even renting an apartment. So it's really important that you kind of build that up. Secondly, Uh, Many of these banks give you a lot of different perks for getting a credit card with them. So think about it from a points and miles perspective that you can use those points and miles for traveling, for buying groceries, for doing a lot of different things that you would regularly do and you're kind of like rewarded for that spending. So if you, again, if you can pay off your bills uh, every month, uh, right on time, You're billing credit and you're getting rewarded um, as well um, in many different factors there.
0: That's a good point. I think that a lot of people know that you should have good credit in order to buy a house or get a loan, whether it's on a car or on a home. But a lot of people don't realize, and I know I didn't realize this at first, was that the better your credit is, the better the rate is on your mortgage for example if you're buying a house. So in those situations that just like an extra half a percentage point of an interest rate is going to make a huge difference in how much money you're going to pay in the long term.
1: Yeah, and that's my biggest thing, right? I I'm all about having the best rates possible out there. So uh so what I recommend to everyone, uh, get your credit in order. Where you're not paying high interest rates uh, overall for things that you need uh, in the long run, even just again, an appliance could go out and you need to take out a loan for an appliance. Better you have great credit uh, than uh, bad credit to where you're you're not spending as much money on that um, refrigerator. Good.
0: So. In terms of daily practices, if we want to be keeping our budgets in order and doing things responsibly, I know you mentioned, you know, not going out for the latte. I think that that is just, it's the easiest thing that everybody uses. I No offense, <laughs> um, that everyone uses as an example, because making coffee at home costs pennies when going out and getting it, whether it's Starbucks or Dunkin' or what have you, is generally a lot more expensive. Just the markup on coffee is insane. Yep. But <laughs> there is so many other things, because most people will be like, well, I don't go to Starbucks every day, right? Uh, no one, not everyone's spending 7 to $10 on their daily coffee drink. But there's so many other things that people are spending money on, like streaming services you mentioned, but other things like going out to eat is a huge one. Okay. And I think that that, is one of the areas that lifestyle creep comes in. Because lifestyle creep is, um, like I said before, even if you're making over six figures, the more money you make, the more money you spend. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the idea of lifestyle creep and that when you're making more money, don't spend more money, make sure that you're saving it so that you can be investing in the future. Um, but going out to eat is a big one. I know one of my good friends even said to me, you know, lifestyle creep is real. You know, when I used to go out, I used to go out to cheaper restaurants and now I go out to nicer places. And instead of just, you know, skipping appetizers, now I'll get one or if I can't decide, I'll get two. So it's just those little things but they add up so much over time. Yeah. So for us, I know that one of the things that we really stick to is cooking at home. And I know that, grocery shopping, meal planning, prepping, and then cooking. It takes a lot of time, but because finance and health are two of our biggest values, we make sure that we take the time to do that. And I, I make sure that that happens for us because it's something that is really important. Um, again, like I mentioned, health is also another big factor to staying and cooking at home. And one of the things that we've incorporated this year is making sure that we're having organic meats, which can also run up the grocery bill, right? So we know that. But luckily, I did spend two years being vegan. It wound up not being great for my hormones, so I'm not on that anymore. But as I started incorporating more animal products back into my diet, I made sure that I was Eating things like eggs and, like we said, the organic meats. But to keep costs down, I we still eat a ton of things like beans and legumes to be making sure that we're getting our protein in other ways. And then also buying things that are really cheap, like like beans are very cheap, especially if you buy them dried. And sweet potatoes, which are super healthy, they're a complex carbohydrate which your body uses as fuel throughout the day. So making those those Inexpensive and healthy choices are also going to, you know, benefit your wallet as well. Uh, Another thing that I had heard uh, just this morning, actually, is someone was mentioning other things that people spend money on. So even just thinking about how many of your clothes have a logo on them, right? (laughs) And, And it's funny to say, but at the same time, like, are you paying for quality or are you paying for the brand? I think a lot of the time making the purchase for quality makes a lot of sense. If you're going to make sure that you're keeping that article of clothing long-term. So a winter coat, for example, I I have a really nice coat that I had bought. I think it was from Land's End and they make really good quality stuff. This coat has lasted me a very long time. And even if I actually got a hole, like a tiny hole in the sleeve that I wound up sewing up. So making sure that if we are investing into our clothing, we're getting really high quality stuff and we're not just paying for the logo and that we're planning on keeping it long-term. And you know, this whole fast fashion thing, not only is it horrible for your wallet, but it's also really bad for the environment. So um, things that are going to save you money are also going to benefit the planet. So that's a win-win.
1: Yeah, and another thing too, and we we kind of go back to People going out to restaurants or versus cooking at home, I know for a, a fact that many people go out to eat like what five to seven days a week sometimes, right mm-hmm. like a lot you got Uber eats and um, basically speed battle, right so overall, like how you you kind of pivot really is to just start to wind that down. Right. You don't have to go cold turkey, I feel, um, when it comes to um, s- uh, spending in terms of things you love, because sometimes people just want to reward uh, to reward themselves for the week of doing a good job, doing something. So you want to go out and uh, get pad tie. Right. Mm-hmm. But overall, like, you know, you kind of just have to understand what your budget needs and you need to flex to that to make sure to accomplish your uh, savings goal.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of people that, you know, don't cook all the time or do order out, out to eat every night. Um, A lot of these people are trying to save time, which makes a lot of sense. Oh. And um, or they just don't like to cook or don't know how to cook. So I used to have no idea how to cook and now I love it. But just watching the Food Network and learning simple things from Rachel Ray or people that make cooking look and feel really approachable, I think that's a huge thing. And then also realizing you don't have to cook every single day. Like, we eat a ton of leftovers in this house. So so cook a few big meals for the week and make sure that you're having those for lunch and dinner.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So the last thing that I want to cover is if people are saving this money, right, they're sticking to a budget, financial security is their goal, and they're doing an awesome job. Um, One of the things that you would do with your money is invest it, whether it's in a home or stocks or crypto or things like that, right? But let's say you're saving for a home, for example, and the money that you save this year is probably not going to be enough to, you know, purchase an entire house you might have to save for a few years to do that um if people weren't ready to invest or just needed time to grow their savings what would you suggest they do instead of you know popping their money into an investment that they're not really sure about
1: yeah so i recommend either doing high yield savings accounts right so uh you with a high yield savings account you have a higher interest rate versus, of course, a low yielding savings account. So most of the big banks have low yielding savings accounts. So you're basically just parking your money and it's not really giving you much return. So I recommend to people, if you are you're feeling fuzzy about certain investments, you want to save like a rainy day fund, you want to save up for a down payment on a house, I would say going to uh, those high-yield savings accounts or CDs uh, that can help you to accelerate uh, those savings. You can really just do a quick Google search and find ones that are paying about 5% out of 5% interest rate on those uh, savings accounts. And you can watch your savings grow a lot uh, by just doing that.
0: Okay. I feel like some people's concerns are their. It's either a minimum balance that you need to hold in those or um, a CD, for example, you have to lock it in for a certain period of time. What would you tell those people?
1: Yeah, so let's start with a high yield savings account. There's some out there that makes you have a minimum balance, right? But there's a lot out there, too, that you don't need to have a minimum balance. You can just start parking about $20 a week, $20 a month in this account and just kind of watch it grow from there. No minimum balance required. So again, do a quick Google search. Uh, you'll see many banks out there that have, um, you, you are able to um just put money in there and not worry about a minimum balance. But a CD, right. You have you're going to be locked in for a year for six months or so, but you're talking about uh, you're talking about higher yields than just a high yield savings account, right? So maybe that uh, the high yield savings account is five percent. Well, that CD might be paying six percent. And if you don't need that money right now, if you don't feel like all right, that's uh, that, that's a house fund or uh, something that you want to do in the future, like a vacation. You want to go to Europe. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe just put that money in that high-yield savings account for a year because you know that Europe is coming in a year for you. Then you'll be able to kind of accelerate those savings um, in that account and overall you just have that pro-con benefit in having to park your money in there uh, while you get much higher yields.
0: And I also love that with the example that you gave, you mentioned for saving for a vacation, right? Because As hard as we work, uh, you know, our nine to five jobs or what have you, it is important to still reward yourself. So we're definitely not saying save so much, don't reward yourself, put all your money away. But it's about saving and spending your money intentionally so that you don't have the lifestyle creep and just small things like that that wind up, you know, stealing your money from you over time. Um, But instead, you can enjoy it when the time comes.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's there's a something about reward system right like uh, if you are again if you're like very intentional about how you spend your money i promise you you're not living paycheck to paycheck you're not you don't really have to struggle uh overall in terms of where your money is going as long as you can plan and and be smart about where your money is going you can be able to achieve a lot of great things uh like taking that vacation that you always wanted to have
0: absolutely so uh, I hope that this was helpful and that this served you. And if it did, please be, for, be sure to forward it to one of your friends, share it, like it, please leave a comment if you have additional questions. Uh, but we really hope that this information is going to help others reach their 2024 goals and achieve financial security. Thank you for the precious gift of your time. If you found this helpful, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share with someone you love. Until next time, count your blessings, love yourself, and stay fabulous.